Ash was getting tacos for the newsroom. She was like, what, what taco do you want? And so I was like, oh, okay, I want, you know, I want the carne asada, I want the lengua, and I want the adobada. And I just get this text back from her that's like, you're going to make me try try to say that? And I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, the, the, and then it was talking about the adobada, and I was like, what? I, I, it's like it's like phonetic like you there can say a lot of consonants in that word <laughs> just like in a weird spot and there's just also a lot of vowels and, it, and i just i panicked <laughs> are we recording this already? oh yeah we've been recording for 20 minutes awesome <laughs> yeah. it's a good story yeah. though hey guys um this is nicole foy this is rebecca de leon you are listening to the Latino card. We are recording here in Radio Boise. And because JJ Saldana is still gone, we forced La Jefa Ash, our producer, into the chair. And um, we've just been, um, you know, mocking her for her Spanish skills. I don't know if you can call them Spanish skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a jerk. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, Welcome, Ash. We Yeah. We thought this would be a great chance since JJ's gone and Ash is here to teach Ash some really important words and phrases that everybody should probably know in Spanish, of course. Yeah. And we're sure that some listeners, too could benefit from this i just want to say what an honor it is for you to have me on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I just feel like that's what this latino affairs podcast was missing was a white woman's voice <laughs> so it's just taking you a while to get me on so it's fine it's cool <laughs> Because Ash is wonderful and game um, to try these, we thought based on um, the story that we shared at the beginning of the podcast or when we were recording, <laughs> we thought that that could probably be something that if you're listening and you don't speak a word of Spanish and you really want to go try the tacos that we keep talking about on this podcast, because we do do that a lot, um, true, true. you probably have looked at a menu and panicked which is valid. Like, <laughs> like I think I love Middle Eastern food, and I can't oh, say same. any of those things. Same. Anything. I even tried to learn Arabic once, so I and I oh. absorbed nothing. <laughs> so, like, I get that. So, Ash, are you ready to learn? One of two things are going to happen. One, you are going to secretly teach me dirty words, <laughs> and then we're gonna get fined by that. I don't even know if podcasts are under the FCC, <laughs> but we're gonna get fined by the FCC. I'm gonna lose my job. <laughs> or Gosh. I'm just going, well, I know, I know I'm going to butcher it because I am the whitest person. My name is Ashley Miller, and that's just everything you need to know about who I am as a person and how white I am. And I think my experience with learning Spanish is the same as a lot of people in Idaho in that my Spanish teacher in high school was a Mormon who went on a mission mm -hmm. in South America or somewhere where they learned Spanish and then they came back and they became a teacher. So, like, I remember a few keywords. Like, for some reason, the one word I remember the most is nadar, which is to swim correctly, correct? And you say it like yeah, that. Yeah, te technically. How is, how is it pronounced? Nadar. Okay, sure. But I remember <laughs> it because our we were in class and my friend was just, we were like studying and she was like, oh, I always remember to swim. And I was like, how do you remember it? And she's like, Ralph Nader can't swim. Oh my gosh. And I will, this is one of those things that I'll never forget that in my life. <laughs> with like, with my dying breath, I'll just be like, honey, come closer. Ralph Nader can't swim. <laughs> so I want to be clear before we jump into this that 
We don't actually like mock people who are honestly learning Spanish like <laughs> That's this. That's true. It's just Ash. It's just We're Ash. just really thrilled to like mess with Ash on it, air yeah. like we do she's every day. Mm-hmm. So And it's payback because last or a few episodes ago I did keep in you guys just butchering <laughs> several not all, you were you butchered several words. You butchered <laughs> this is the most obvious Star Wars trivia. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and most insulting of all was that you're like, oh, Ash is probably freaking out. And I was because I don't like Star Wars. I like Star Trek, you jerks. That's like my one thing that I enjoy. <laughs> Anyways, so this is fair game because I did keep that in. That's valid. And well, I jokingly told Ash she was racist for doing this. Oh, yeah. I have no excuse because english is my first language i did not learn spanish until later and so i have no excuse for butchering normal english words that's not true that's a perfectly valid excuse yeah it's just like i sent i sent you a tweet that was like talking about how hard it must be for people who learn english as a second language because you get to a word like yacht but did you not just hear what I like? Yeah. I, I learned English. Like that was my. That's that's me. Yeah, that. but that's also like as a native English speaker, yacht and colonel <laughs> and other crazy words. That's true. English is just crazy. Okay, yeah. extra okay. crazy. Teach me, teach me Spanish. Okay. Do not make me say a dirty word. Wait, wait. Well, let's 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 clarify this. I think this is probably helpful. The only person who would be teaching you dirty words is Rebecca. Okay. This is true. Because I grew up in a very conservative family, and I and Rebecca's did. a heathen. No, listen, I did not learn any, any bad words because my mom would never teach me them. When my uncle said bad words, my dad, who, even though he's a white dude, knew the bad words, would just be sitting there laughing hysterically because all he knew were the bad words. (laughs) And I never got to learn them. So it's okay. I will not be doing that. If anyone does it, it will be Rebecca. Okay. Because she's a heathen. Got it. Got no, it. not because she's a heathen. <laughs> Just because I never learned them. And it wasn't until recently that I honestly hung out with people my age who spoke Spanish. Like, college and on. Like, it was always older people in my family. So, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Know, I can be a heathen. So, we figured that we should start with... Also, too, like, I bet a lot of people at taco places are really confused about what those even mean. Like, so not I, only yeah. can you not pronounce them... Oh, you mean the ones who patron the places yeah no i i'm assuming the people okay. cooking the food yeah a lot of things okay. have been trial and error yeah like, i'll okay. just order a meat so so <laughs> so yeah so what what have you tried and not known what it was um i tried lengua mm-hmm. Lang- but Lang- you knew what that was we had talked yeah but it was before like this was before i tried it unknowingly mm-hmm. i would not get it again <gasps> I, How love dare you. I am why? White in all senses of the word. <laughs> okay, but listen, like adventurous Basque food. people <laughs> That's true. have tongue too. So Basque people have tongue. Basque people have tongue. I eat tongue. Basque people <laughs> have tongue. There's literally no way I can say that. It doesn't sound weird. Basque people have tongue. Anyway, um, okay, so okay. let's start with lengua. Lengua. Okay. That is tongue. Yes. We had that in taco trials, and it was not good. It was really good. You're a liar. It's delicious. I did say that today because I did order a lengua taco. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I think a lot of people who have never had lengua before, Mm -hmm. if you tell them what it is after they eat it, they usually have a more favorable understanding. I mean, it definitely has a very distinct taste. I think it's delicious. But they always ask, like, what is this? And I don't tell them until afterwards on purpose. It's just, it's not for for everybody. I get it. I don't know what I would 
Autoba. Okay, so now we can say so. <laughs> I don't even want to correct her. I don't want her to say it again. Auto Autobada. There you go. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. So I don't even know what that is. Adobada. Adobada. So you have to go the the, the the adobada. Adobada. <laughs> this is this is podcast history right here. Is, we're gonna win an Emmy. So, this is so adorable. Adobada. I always describe it as marinated adobada. pork. Right? It is. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a specific kind of marinated pork that they always have to have a citrus it, pineapple. There's oh yeah, pineapple. There pineapple in it. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. So that's but just not everybody that's just, here makes it with the pineapple. This is actually so then the place, it's so the Los Buenos What? No. <laughs> The Los Buenos Dias place that we, by the way, it's on Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa. You should definitely go. Um, they didn't pay us to say that. Yeah, they didn't pay us to say that. We just love them. Um, they um, they put in, they're the first ones. I order adobada everywhere. They're the first ones in Idaho that I've eaten with pineapple in it. And it was really good. Yeah, it's good. I think it's it's traditionally, I mean, all, all of these kinds of f- foods, I mean, it all depends on where in Mexico you yes. come from. Mm-hmm. It's prepared a little bit differently. So it's not like there's just one way to prepare. Even flan, everybody prepares a little differently with different ingredients, but it's the same essential thing. Mm-hmm. So with adobada, typically it has pineapple in it. Or like you eat it with pineapple and it's marinated in whatever adobada sauce is made out of. Okay, so next one. This one's an easy one. You probably know it. You know what carnitas are, right? Carnitas is pork. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Pulled pork, typically. Yes. Slow roasted. Good stuff. Yeah. Yes, crush okay. it. Next one. <laughs> a plus. You should say this one, Rebecca, because I'm embarrassed by how I actually have a hard time pronouncing this word. Not because of oh. the double R, but because... It's oh. after the I. I always have a hard time. I, it's just one of those things that trips me up. So you say it, and okay. then I'll copy you because I'm a wimp. Birria, birria. Not not bad. It's That's pretty good. Birria. Okay. You have to do birria. Like so, the eyes really emphasize the eyes. Birria, birria, Yes. Birria. Okay, yeah. so here's where we teach. That was really good, actually. Okay. That you're rolling your R like okay. solid. Um, but I know that a lot of white people, or no, I shouldn't say white people, a lot of people who don't grow up speaking Spanish and then they're trying to learn Spanish they're like oh I can't roll my R's but you actually can there's a secret to it you do roll your R's so I think that a lot of them they get tripped up when they're reading it because most non-Spanish speakers learn in school and so there's it's very text heavy you're always like reading something or you're seeing it written on the board and so they see the R's and they get tripped up and so when they try to roll their R's they have an R sound in it like an english r so if they try and roll their r's though they sound like a like a cat purring Mm -hmm. but here's the thing if you say the word butter like say butter butter okay that double t in the middle butter okay that's rolling your r's so if you just said butter over and over and over again butter 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 like fast there you go butter 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 there there you go yes you are rolling your r's it's like you you put your tongue kind of like at the top of your mouth and you don't blow out very hard that's rolling your r's so you just isolate that sound and for things like viria you just kind of sit on it for a second but all white people can roll their r's wow so do you know what that is no you didn't tell me it sounds wait i I feel like for some reason I want to say goat. Yeah, because I was talking about it in the newsroom today. Oh, were you? Yeah. No, I rate. I'm again. I'm so white, and so I raised. <laughs> I was in FFA. I was in 4-H, and mm-hmm. so I remember goats. I just yeah, that's just my instinct. Yes. So it is goat, mm-hmm. and it is good. No. It is good. There's often like soup. Mm-hmm. That's usually where I see it. This is the first time I've seen it as tacos. But... Yes. Typically, I think I've always had it in 
soup mm-hmm. also, or at least with a soup component to yeah. it. That's pretty good. Yeah, okay. not bad. What's the next one? Um, let's see. Well, carne asada. Carne asada. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, that's that's just the beef. That's just, mm-hmm. that's what I had. I had one. Yeah, I had that today, and I had that yesterday. Nicole and I have eaten tacos. We had tacos last night. We had tacos today for lunch, and we're gonna have tacos tomorrow for a new episode of Taco Trials. I approve. Yeah, and yep. and I told Ash that it's like this is a. She said it was a good week for her, and I was like, this is like a week for me. Like yeah. tacos three times a week is not like that shocking. Yeah. So they're cheap, guys. Like I don't understand, except for the ones yeah. we had the other day. Like Five dollars for a taco. What? Where? Why? What's big? this? Well, we can't. I don't want to trash. I don't want to drag them. Yeah, but... so we'll just cut this part yeah. out where we tell you it was. I've never heard and... of it. Oh. It was pretty good. It was. It they was they were good, but good. it was just like five bucks. Five why? bucks, really? Yeah. Let's see which one should we do next. Is it all just going to be tacos? Or are we just going? Well, we're just doing the meat. Okay, like, we're just doing meat. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll say cabeza. Cabeza. That's head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. See, you know stuff about things. Yeah. Again, I remember I pick I took two year I took two years in high school of Spanish and then I took two years of college in French or wait, French in college. <laughs> mm. And I remember more Spanish than I do French, which is Oh weird. Yeah, it is weird. Because hmm. I think it was, I was younger and you learn better when you're younger, your mm. brain's better at learning languages. Why it's it's true story. Young. Yeah. It anyway. better, the younger the better. That's why I love these dual immersion, you know, um schools. Tripas. Tripas. Nice. You want to explain what that one is, Rebecca? Skin. No, that's um, chicharron. Oh yeah, I knew that. We had those. We had those. Yeah, chicharron is is skin. So yeah. Also, pause before we get into this. Yes. If you haven't already, you should be reading the Taco Trials, which is the series that Nicole and I do with the Idaho Press, where we try different tacos around the Treasure Valley and. We are currently in a road trip. So last week we or two weeks ago, last month we went to Wilder, and tomorrow we're going to undisclosed location number two. So <laughs> we have it mapped out. So you can hypothetically take a road trip through the Treasure Valley, going through every taco trip, every taco place that we went to. So shout out to like a roadie, trials. like yes. a groupie. Yeah, yes. you can be a taco groupie, a taco trial groupie. Oh my gosh, sign me up. That sounds like the best yes, thing. It's me, Nicole, and then our community editor, Jean, who is the love of my life. She's just like this 60-year-old woman with pink hair, and she wears <laughs> bright She's pink. the coolest person She's in the so newsroom. Cool. Possibly so the coolest cool. person in Idaho. Yeah, she like, walked in one oh, day wow. with like a sailor's hat on, and I was like, Jean, I love your hat. And she was like, oh, this old thing? I got it in Paris. And then moved on like what? it wasn't the coolest thing that had ever happened. <laughs> We've gotten off track. Okay. What okay. is what I is need to tri- meet that. What is, what is tripas? Tripas. Tripas. I don't even really fully understand what tripas is. Well, let me look it up. I know that it's really hit and miss for me. Yeah, it's... I've. It depends on how it's prepared and who's preparing this it. This is another one of those things that my mom hates. Oh, yeah. Small intestines of farm animals. Yeah. I the thing that scares me the most about that is the undisclosed animals, like it's farm animals. Which ones? I don't know. I don't care. You're gonna eat it. I mean, they don't really specify which, like, what type of meat it is, right? So, like, it. I think it depends. So, when you have tripas and tacos, I think it's from uh, an, an animal. An animal. Oh, when you have tripas in menudo, it's from a cow. I believe. Menudo is soup. It, it's a very special it's cow soup. stomach soup. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now should we do these now? 
Okay, moving on to dirty words. No, these are not dirty <laughs> words. We specifically... So here's some phrases that if if you're a listener of the pod, frequent listener of the podcast, and that means that you're also like follow us on Twitter, you might you might have heard possibly me use this word before because it's kind of like a self-own on myself. Um, so it's... I like it. So you ready, Ash? Mm-hmm. Pocha. Oh, that sounds dirty. It's not. <laughs> Pocha. Yeah. Pocha. Is that the one where you're like, I wouldn't say that to my mom? No. No, no, it's not. It, what word was there's it? a lot of words that are not technically bad words, but you wouldn't say it to your grandmother. Okay. It's kind of like maybe but in English, you would say damn maybe you wouldn't say damn to your grandma unless you have one of those radical grandmas i mean it's not (laughs) (laughs) it's not really i guess the the rules i guess are different in every family but but this is not one of those this is just a term so this is it is kind of it is an insult a little bit a little bit i mean i've heard it described so many different ways but it's kind of i mean i think it started as mexicans specifically um criticizing mexican americans particularly like second generation third Mm -hmm. generation people who have assimilated Mm -hmm. and either don't look mexican enough they don't it's usually don't talk mexican enough and that either means they have a really bad spanish accent Mm -hmm. or they don't speak spanish at all Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of an insult um i always joke about it because I didn't grow up speaking Spanish with anybody but my grandparents. So like it wasn't it wasn't like a daily part of my life. I had to work at it. And so it's not like a natural second language for me. It's always been something I've had to work at and practice. And so I've always joked that I'm very I have very pocha Spanish because um, I'm always, like, there's like, I don't know all the slang. I don't know all mm-hmm. of the words, but it's also used to like describe somebody as that yeah and so that it's very different like i would never call nicole bocha to her face without her already having sort of called herself that because it is a little bit insulting mm-hmm. okay. um so this term is very specific to people who um have like a mexican bloodline so um if you ash were white in this hypothetical scenario okay. And you didn't speak Spanish very well. Okay. Everybody would think that you're super duper cool for trying. Mm-hmm. Okay. They would be like, you're so cool. I love that you're bridging the gap. You could be terrible at it. Mm-hmm. And you could go up to a taco truck and you would be unable to pronounce adobada. And they would think you're the sweetest thing in the universe for just trying. But for somebody like Nicole or for somebody like me, who is supposed to have a connection to the culture and the language, if we don't nail it, we are really kind of scrutinized and people who are from Mexico and who are very connected to the culture they look a little bit unfavorably on that mm-hmm. and we can we'll, we have actually in our agenda our calendar to talk about that in further depth in a different podcast mm-hmm. um but this term specifically applies it wouldn't apply to you ash mm-hmm. but it would apply to me and nicole mm-hmm. if we bump into somebody who has deemed our latinidad or our latinoness not good enough mm-hmm. well and, and it's really like hurtful too if like so i i right. like i joke about it because it's something that like I, I work on a lot, you know, because I, I want I'm always trying to make my Spanish better. And, you know, especially like in journalism, you have to learn like certain categories of Spanish that like you just never learned, like learning like Spanish related to crimes and like police stuff is like I never I, I didn't learn those words, you know, hospital and illnesses is like a whole different yep. category. So but it's 
I have like I have very searing like childhood memories from when I didn't speak Spanish that well as a kid and I like responded I would like respond like with adult visiting adults who were like my grandma's friends who were um, who would like talk to me in Spanish until the point where like I lost the train of the conversation and because I was like a very like precocious kid I was like wanting to be with the adults and speaking <laughs> Spanish and there would always be a moment where they would turn to my mom or my grandma and be like you don't teach her Spanish oh yeah what what, how dare you and like yeah. like like right in front of me and like i was you was, failed yeah and it's so and i also have like a very distinct memory of um one of my um one of my aunts who still lives in mexico correcting my mom's spanish in mm-hmm. front of me and it was like that was i was at the age where like mm-hmm. you didn't talk back to i did not talk back to my mom you were not allowed to you'd be in huge trouble and so to have you know this this lady who I also you know loved and respected to just just correct my mom's Spanish in front of me was like terrifying. <laughs> I could not believe she did that, and it's just it's 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 something that I think is really unfortunate mm-hmm. in our culture. Like mm-hmm. I think I get it, I get why yeah. it happens. Yeah, but I also think it's really unfortunate because so often the reason why. The, like you can you can look down on people for you know losing the culture and letting your family lose the culture but the po- the reason why this happened is because it's a total myth that um Latinos and Mexican Americans especially don't ever assimilate because so often they are pushed oh, yes. to I did not grow up speaking you Spanish have to in a lot of ways yeah I did not grow up speaking Spanish because my mom was teased and mo- mocked mercilessly and bullied at the old white school she went to for speaking Spanish and so she didn't teach her kids mm-hmm. I had to go learn myself yeah. and so it's like I get it like it's important to support the culture but what people when people you know throw around the word pocho or pocha like mm-hmm. with nothing they they're not accounting for the history that like you know my parents right. went through my grandparents went through like people you know it, people who have been here for a while have a lot of privileges that people who haven't been here for a while That's right. but also they've been through a lot a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that you know forms the family and the practices they have right now so That's anyway. right. so yeah our, people in our parents generation they did they weren't afforded the things that we are afforded now so but we still feel the need to assimilate we're still being shouted at all the time like learn english or get out or i mean that's still very pervasive here people a lot of people here do not want us to um continue with our culture um and there and again we'll go into it i guess a little mm-hmm. bit more but that's where that's kind of a, a little bit of why this term pocho or pocha is a little bit complicated is because um there it's it's sort of a fight against assimilation yeah and and also like the last thing i'll say about this is there is like a little bit of a movement i don't know if maybe i've just noticed it because like it speaks to me of just like kind of like reclaiming this word a little bit yeah of just like acknowledging like we like we're we're a different we're a different breed sure. on a yeah. certain level you know we like a lot of us grow up straddling two cultures mm-hmm. um or feeling alienated from one and alienated from the other and you know it's just it is what it is like it's it it doesn't mean we don't still care about our culture um it doesn't mean we still don't want to learn spanish but it it's yeah it, it it's just a different identity that, that people throw around so yeah yeah so if anybody were to call you pocha Ash, just be like, you are mistaken, homie. Okay. <laughs> now teach me the words that are like you guys making fun of white people. I love making fun of white people <laughs> because that's how I express my white guilt. 
<laughs> is by I too know that we are horrible. Okay, we are well, ridiculous. Like, okay, well, I, here's the thing. Now you set it up as this is how we make fun of white okay, people, sorry. which this is, is not how we discuss. Yeah, because like the thing we, is, see, so, I've, I've already been just. You're an honorary Latina. Yeah, assimilated. Yeah. Great. You've assimilated. Great. Um, this culture is mine. Um, <laughs> I invented it. <laughs> So there's a lot of words that are used to describe white people in Spanish. So I guess the first one that you probably know is gringo. Gringo. Yes, that is. Or gringa, if you're a woman. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yes. You're a lady lady person. Gringex. Gringex. No, sorry. That's the cat. (laughs) All of these terms, I guess, should have an Um, X at the end. I don't know. Do you think that one is... I don't know. I don't use that one. It's a kind lot. of yeah. It's like old school. Yeah. It, it's not really used anymore, and I don't know why. You know who? It's I, kind of uncool. Now. You know who I hear use this? Who? White people explain to me say, that they're white. Yeah. That's, 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 so that's the only context. True. It's the yeah, only context I hear it in. And I don't mean to mock these people, because um, I also can't remember specifically who has done it to me. But it's been like three or four times. So oh, yeah. I'm not like if you remember who this is, I'm not mocking you because I can't remember who you are. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it'll be like, well, I'm just a gringo, and I'll be like, who the heck says that? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's exactly that's the only place I hear it too. Yeah, we don't really use that term anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so I learned, I'm going to share what I learned on Twitter, okay. because there's very smart, the cool thing I for me about Twitter, because I'm a nerd, and like, I don't use Twitter with for what it's probably intended for. Um, there's a lot of smart academics on Twitter, including people who talk about the origins of certain Spanish words. And apparently, um, gringo, it comes all the way from Spain. Because it's close to like Griego, which is Greek, because that's what, and so that the, the Spaniards used to call everyone who wasn't Spanish, like Griego, gringo, and that just somehow migrated with the conquistadors to Mexico and Latin America, and now it means white people, which is ironic, what Rebecca was saying, because Spaniards are very white. They're yes. like, they're white they're white Hispanics. They're, they're Europeans. Yeah, yeah they they're look, Europeans. They're ang- That's fascinating. Anyway. Anyways, I'm looking at this word, uh, this list of words that we have that you're trying to teach me, and the next one looks like huevo, which I know <laughs> means egg. That's so because like, my be my right. handwriting is terrible. That's supposed to be an R. I also think it's this is supposed to be not a G. A, not a V. I think this is supposed to be a G. Huero. Oh, you're right. Huero yeah. is huero. G, and then the U has got two yeah. little dots over so the top. So it's huevo. No, you don't even pronounce the G. Right. It's a specific, like, in Spanish, sometimes the G is, like, not pronounced if it's followed by a U. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's, like, a weird sound. So one more time, say it. Well, it's huedo, huedita, hueda. So, like, I learned this word very young because my my sister is blonde, and so Mm -hmm. she was my grandma's huedita. Like, and that was a very, like, loving, it's not, yeah, it was a very loving term. But, yeah, so that just means, like. My my son is huerito. So it it just means that you're, like, Mm light-complected. So you you don't have the, I mean, I'm kind of huerita, too. But it just means you don't typically have, like, the black or really dark brown hair. Your skin tone is light, Mm. um, which is. I mean, it is what it is. It doesn't really have too much of a meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. It's just that's, you know, you're either light-skinned or you're dark-skinned. Yeah. It's also, like, it's not offensive. 
it's no, not offensive. No, it's not offensive. It's not offensive. So, like, the funny thing is about a lot of these words that we're teaching you right now that all mean white people mm-hmm. is that I've heard a lot of people get offended because they recognize these words. And, yeah, and they get they recognize these words and they're like, well, that's offensive. You're calling me that. It's like that's literally like that's what right. you are. It's all that's about context. It. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're it, – it's all about context. So, I mean, if you're just saying like somebody is light-skinned – there, there's colorism behind that. Mm-hmm. So the, the like the opposite of güero is moreno, which mm-hmm. is like dark skinned. And so if you call somebody moreno, you better be having like a good context for pointing yeah, something like I that would out. I'd be afraid to say that. I would. I don't think I'd ever say that. Um, it would sound. It, yeah, it, it, would sound it definitely weird. depends. That's mm-hmm. why, because there, it's colorism. It's yeah. the color of your skin, and so which that is in a itself huge is already. Problem, if you didn't know, yeah. in. Oh, it Every is. Latino culture oh, yes. is colorism is very strong. Oh, yeah. In the Latinos, all Latino cultures. Yes. Okay, next we have gabacho, which sounds like a soup. Isn't gazpacho? <laughs> like is garbanzo. Yeah. Gazpacho. Gazpacho isn't even. Isn't that Spain? I think it's gazpacho. Oh, yeah. I think it's Spain. Yeah, so gabacho also just means soup. Gringo. No, it doesn't mean soup. soup. So, Rebecca, is that word really popular here in idaho because i have yeah. to tell you i did not hear it that often until i came to idaho um well i mean yeah it's not just idaho though i know it's not just idaho but for some reason i never heard this word growing up in california and i always yeah. hear it here so i have a theory and it's mm-hmm. just a theory based on complete speculation and zero research and evidence mm-hmm. so i suspect that in idaho we moved away from using gringo and started using gabacho mm. because white people started catching on to when we say gringo, we're talking about them. <laughs> that's just... That's valid. That's just that's me. Yeah. Because I don't think very many white people know what gabacho means mm-hmm. or yeah. gabacha. Yeah. I don't I, and, I, and I literally, I would say most people I interview use that word yeah it's because it's not yeah. offensive at yeah. all. It's that's just gabachos. you're... Yeah. yeah, you're just talking about non... Latino. Yeah, non-Latinos. That's literally what it means. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. And then Blanco, which is white. I know that. I know my colors. a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and so Rebecca and I added this on our list because nobody says that. No, no, no. Yeah. It's weird. It, it's really weird because it's just a color. And it's so, I mean, you don't, it, there's kind of like no person behind it. I mean, there is because some, it is, it has been used like in certain print circles uh, to mm-hmm. describe white people mm-hmm. but it's usually because it's either a bad translation or it's somebody who doesn't know either their audience or who maybe not doesn't have a very good grasp of mm-hmm. spanish maybe it's like a google translate thing i don't know it's if google's translating it. a google translate thing. yeah that, so that's not used I've to describe it, people i've really. been like oh somebody somebody doesn't speak spanish yeah no really like <laughs> yeah. i see when i see someone use blancos i'm like oh you don't speak spanish yeah, you're, like you don't know what's going on yeah um which yeah because that's not or maybe also too i think it's people who think these other words are bad words yeah that's also which is another way to say y'all don't know about our culture or our language (laughs) yeah yeah true story what (laughs) okay so now that we've oh yeah well so the the word that you technically use in like academics so like if i were to write an Mm -hmm. article in spanish in spanish 
Rebecca, what would be the like official word that I would use to describe when I'm talking about the Latino community and the white community? So Latinos, it depends, I guess, on how they self-identify. Mm-hmm. Typically, you would just use Latinos here in the United States. Mm-hmm. But in Spanish, you would call them Anglo-Americanos. And so it's either Anglo-Americanos or Anglo-Americanas mm-hmm. for, if, for plural. Gender, yes. Yes. And so that's actually just the most proper way to say it. Like, the it, again, absolutely nothing offensive behind it. It's just proper. And so the interesting thing is when I talk to <laughs> Latinos in English... They usually say, and again, this is the thing I noticed here, and I did not notice before I came here, was um, that, like, if I'm talking to a Latino, usually older, the older generations, they usually say Anglos. If I'm talking to them in English. If I'm talking to them in English, they'll say Anglos. And I'm I'm always thrown off by it. Yeah, that's interesting because we certainly don't say that now. Yeah, no. Like, but it's always the older generation, so it's very, Mm. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what what brings that. that apart. But yeah, it's pretty maybe that was what was proper at the time, and they yeah, just, it might have been. We we've changed it, but for like ourselves. we keep that in Spanish, but we don't use it in English. Yeah, no, it's funny. I think now the the quote unquote proper term is probably either Latino or Latinx, and we have a whole history. I would, wait, wait, no, but I'm talking about white people though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We're talking about white people because again, that's what this podcast is missing: <laughs> is the white voice. Well, I'm so glad we could tokenize so, you, so Ashlyn. <laughs> so you have to keep all of this in. Oh, I will. It's so I will. funny. Okay, well, the last <laughs> word we have that. is a pretty good way to end this podcast. Yes. Okay. So, do you know how to say this word? Uh, oral? So wrong. So wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, but you're an idiot. What are they? You've heard that. Orale. 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 That's how like Mexicans say it. They always are, sound really sleepy when they have the draw. I've never heard that. I don't know what circles you are you serious? <laughs> you haven't ever watched. Okay, listen. You know this. Actually, maybe you don't Latino know this. two Latino friends and they're, two, they're well, both listen, in this room. Listen, listen. <laughs> there are only two right now. There are two, maybe three like versions of Latinos that exist in Hollywood. Okay. It is the narco. Okay. Okay. The tra- drug trafficker, and mm-hmm. then there's the cholo, who's like the big tough gang for guys. Yeah, for yeah, girls, for guys. it's Chola. like maids. Oh yeah, true. So if we're talking about guys, and if we're talking about villains, because these people are always the villains, um, yes. because thanks Hollywood. Um, but it's changing a little bit, a little but bit. not enough. Not enough. But that is like I guarantee you, five seconds into a Latino character existing on screen, <laughs> they will say the word orale. Yeah. Orale. And it's used to, like, Rebecca, you posted on Twitter recently because somebody was asking about this, um, how to translate it. And I had kind of laughed at it because it was not laughing at this person, but it was because, like, this is possibly the most interchangeable word in Spanish. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Just like the F word in English is the most versatile. (laughs) We we won't we won't go too far into it. It's not a bad word. No, oral is not a bad word, but it can be used as an adverb. Mm -hmm. It can be used as a net. Well, so like what's the meaning? So oral can be used for like hurry up. (laughs) It can be used for hello. It can be used for goodbye. It can be used for calling somebody's attention. It can be used as like Let's fight. Yeah. Like, let's get it on. You know, orale, let's go. Yeah. I don't know where orale came from. It's a Mexican only thing, by it the way. Is. Yeah, it will absolutely out you as a Mexican to yes. any other Spanish speaking country. So nobody else uses that. No, not even a little bit. So this is one of those things that we've talked about before where we are um, very uh, prejudiced towards Mexicans on this podcast because 
all three of the Latinos on this podcast are Mexican. And so prejudice is not the word. That's partial. the word. Partial. Thank partial. you. Partial. Not yeah, prejudice you towards Mexicans. Thanks. I went to grad school. Um, At a girl. <laughs> so, I mean, so really nobody else uses it. You're sure. I'm positive. There are a lot of things that will immediately out you as a Mexican to a non-Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, the drawl, really, the sleepiness in the way Mexicans mm-hmm. talk will automatically out you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, again, talk about this in a different podcast. But we have in in Mexico, Mexico is a huge country, especially compared to all the other Spanish-speaking countries. It's by far the largest. And so within it, it's just like the United States. There are several states, mm-hmm. and each state has its own sort of um, accent or drawl. Okay. And so somebody who was born and raised in Mexico will be able to immediately tell like what part of Mexico you're from. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's just like in the United States, we can tell if someone's from Alabama versus like Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Like they have their like weird draws that will immediately out them as to like, well, that's where you're from. Also, Mexico has the, the same thing. You just did right now kind of sounded the same. Excuse me. They were awesome. And also too something that I always notice is that like people. So, like, this is a bad... We might need to cut this out if someone decides this is offensive. But I've noticed something that, like, I noticed this in my hometown, which has a lot of farmers and country people, is, like, even... Like, you don't have quite a southern accent, but you have, like, a country accent, yeah. right? Same thing... Same thing. ...with Mexicans or, or, like, Latinos here in Idaho. Really any Spanish yeah, speaker. Yeah, any Spanish speaker where you have, like, a campo ac- accent. Yeah, like that's the, true. Like, you, yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it, but you yes. just sound like you're from the country. Yes. And this is also a super hard accent for me to understand. And so, like, mm. there have been several times... Like, I, I, it's just a problem. I just, it's a problem for me. There's been several times where I have to tell people who like have this accent and it sounds great to listen to. I love listening to it. <laughs> like I do, cause it sounds like all the, uh, all like the rancheras and stuff. Like yeah. it's, it's great. But like, I just have a hard time understanding it sometimes. That's and the it one gets, I have the easiest time uh, see, understanding. No, and I have to get people to slow down. So like all my family's from Sacramento. Like that's where like my, my, my Mexican family is. So they had very much like slang, Mexican American, like Californian city accents. And so the combo accent just like I have to ask people to repeat mm, themselves several times. Sounds awesome, but mm-hmm. it's not natural for me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. I was I was pretty much born and raised here. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the most natural. It's the easiest for me to pick up. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, it's 1000% where you come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Spanish that you speak is incredibly different, even within Mexico, but especially mm. in like Mexico versus other countries. Mm-hmm. It's so different. Yeah. This is going to be a long episode. So, say. yeah. I don't want to cut Ash, any of it. Ash, do you <laughs> want to end the episode by saying yes. the new word you just learned? Oh. It's orale. Oh, orale. Oh, one more time. T- hit it, made me with it. You say it, you say it, Rebecca. Orale. Orale. Hey! Yeah. Yay! Yes. <laughs> that was great. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. We have a shout out for another show that records in the Radio Boise studios. Rebecca, do you want to tell everybody what they should be listening for? It's it's a Latina who has been working in the Treasure Valley for a very long time, um, is working with Radio Boise on a new show. It's the only show um, that's an hour long in Spanish with all Spanish 
Spanish music. So it's it's a music show, um, but she is running it, and her name is Odette. So Odette Sola is going to be having a show called Latino Americas in the House, and it's going to debut in a couple weeks from this recording. So maybe by the time this recording is out, it will be available. Um, it's it's a little bit of a soft launch, but it's from four to five p.m. every Sunday. And if you miss the show, it's still archived on the Radio Boise website for two weeks. And it's called Latino Americas in the House. And we are so excited. And Radio Boise is so excited um, because she's got a lot of a, a lot of background in this. And it's going to be amazing. I know I'm going to be listening and I we am, encourage yeah. you guys to. Yeah. So make sure you listen. Well, thank you again so much for listening to us on this podcast. As always, you can find us almost anywhere you get your podcast. Or is that not true? Am I lying? Um, it's you right know, now it's on it's on iTunes and it's on the Google Play Store. Oh, nice. And I think that's it. And SoundCloud, of course. Oh, and SoundCloud, of course. Yeah. You can always hit us up with questions at uh, latinocardidaho.com at gmail.com you can also just message us on twitter you can message the at the latino card or you can message us individually you can mm -hmm. also find ash on twitter ash tell them where to find you on twitter uh my twitter handle is am in boise because i wanted it to be like a radio show so my twitter is am in boise i'm not gonna lie i always read it as a min as in a minute Amen, Boise. Oh, wow. Oh. I always read it as am in Boise, like I am in Boise. Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> if I had a dumb name like that, I wish you would have told me. That's what it's okay. You well, know, now, people well, now I need like that. to do a PSA. It's where my Twitter is am in Boise, <laughs> oh, like gosh. a radio, like a morning radio show. We are sorry. We apologize. Ugh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>